The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. <laughs> Look at that, you look like a, a hairy gold bird coming out of it. A hairy gold. My beard is looking magnificent, mate. Look at this. I got this new oil for it and a new brush and everything. It's fantastic. It, it looks like a cat. Like a cat. Yeah. Very long, isn't it? Because that's my chin there. Look. So that's all, <laughs> that's all beard. That's Look, at all... That. <laughs> Look at that. I've actually got really quite a small face, haven't I? Because it goes from there to there. So I've got a big forehead, a small face, and a long beard. It extends yeah. my head. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, I have. If you look at it from what, what I've understand, sure. that's quite a small face, isn't it? Really, it is. It's, it's weirdly mean, small. Yeah, I mean, if you were <laughs> ever on a a photo fit for a crime, you'd be easy to to pick out. Mm, I'd have a big forehead, like well, like that image of you as a uh, dizzy egg on Twitter, courtesy of Pig Spiders the other night. Yeah, I'm, I'm fuming at that. I told the wife that and she, she laughed. She laughed a <laughs> uh, As she should, mate. As she should. Indeed. As she should. Uh, we have loads to get through once again on this show. First of all, uh, a Royal Rumble. Well, not first of all. That'll be the end of the show. That's obviously. quite that's last fun. of all. <laughs> that's la- last of all, a Royal Rumble. So a match that lasts nearly an hour to cover. We have a huge non-wrestling topic couple of people we want to talk about that maybe are a bit unsavory and we have mags v sai who's somebody who is definitely not unsavory Quizmaster sharon who we wish to see very 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 shortly but before we get there i suppose we better get on with the show mr mags hadn't we we better
afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live, an SJP World Media production. I am Sai, and with me as always is... What, what are you pointing at? I was pointing at you. <laughs> I pointed at me, all right. <laughs> and with me as always is the animal to my need for paracetamol, because I'm old and I ache. The Ooh, torn that, that quad. Was, was it? Was it really animal paracetamol? Kind of rhymes. That works. Yeah. No. Okay. The torn quad to my dad bod. That works. <laughs> that <laughs> definitely does yeah? work. Okay. We'll have that one. A podcaster that just like Vinnie Mac at the end of the 2005 Raw Rumble often finds himself with his face waist height in front of two sweaty men. Oh, you're gonna be as rude as you like with me. The Podfather himself, Lord Max. How are we doing, sir? Yeah, and, and don't forget having two or three referees like, hanging around. So, mm, yeah. Okay. yeah, me and Vince are exactly the same, apart from yes. the millions and millions of dollars and the multiple sexual assault claims. And mm. yeah, so not a lack in the slightest not really no no i know who i would much rather spend time with my friend don't you worry about that and it is definitely vince shall we see who's in the <laughs> chat <laughs> who has joined what? us early doors we shall uh king's pig's banner the fortish christened this week the photoshop wizard uh, he's, give, he's given us a very poignant speech on the eve of the the local elections he says uh, we shall go on to the end. We shall fart in France. Well, we, um, if, unless you get stuck at Dover. Uh, obviously, you can't really get there. Uh, but we shall fart on the seas and the oceans. We shall fart with a growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, what, whatever the cost may be. <laughs> we shall fart on the beaches. We shall fart on the landing grounds. We shall fart in the fields and the streets. We shall fart in the hills. We shall never surrender. Really kind of like setting the scene and the tone for the rest of the show. I mm. think I feel there Indeed. with a, a battle cry. Thankfully, Sharon comes in and calms the situation down with it's Monday night. You know what that means. And then King's Pigs Badders back in again saying good evening, CWF. And uh, he'll try again. Evening, CWF. <laughs> and then Charlie's just joined to say, I've joined to Daddy saying I've got a small face. Weird. <laughs> I have. I, mean, I have got quite a small face, but it is quite. It's a dainty face. Not oh, small, thanks. dainty. Yeah, and yours is quite small, but it's hidden <laughs> but it well. Is, <laughs> it's quite small and egg shaped. Yeah, it's hidden well because it's very circular. Your head, isn't it? Very round. No, it's egg shaped. I'm I'm happy with the dizzy comparison. And okay. a late a late entry to the to the uh, chat is Connor. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello, Connor. A uh, quick shout out to our good friend, Dan Griffin, who is currently a little bit poorly and under the weather. So hopefully yeah. you are better very, very soon, my friend. My thoughts are with you, as I'm sure everyone else in the CWF thoughts are too. Uh, but as we said, Magsy, we want to get on with the show, don't we? We need to crack on because we're, we're, we're a busy set of bees this evening. Is it set of bees? What's, uh, what's, a, what's the plural for bees? Or at least a couple of bees? Have. Hive seems too grand for just two bees. Two bees, or not two bees, perhaps. <laughs> we, we are busy bees. Let's start the show. Mags. 
moo. I always forget <laughs> about that that, that <laughs> moo. And it always surprises me. Quiz Master Sharon, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you both? Uh, Very good. I'm quite well. Expecting to extend my my score on the on the quiz. See the side even watched the show. I tried. I tried to watch no, it the weekend when I went to bed. I did. I went to bed one night and put it on. I fell asleep. So probably says a lot for Spring Stampede 2000, I guess, which is the topic of this week's edition of Mags v. Psy, because it's pretty much the anniversary of the show, Mags, you well, said? on the 16th of April uh, 2000, uh, it was Spring Stampede, which was 23 years ago yesterday. So I used our our friends at This Week in Wrestling to, to find the topic. Nice. Fair enough. So linked in again. It's almost like we're professional. Well, you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If I'm a professional, God help us. Well, the message I got was, shall we do um, Springtime P2000 as the uh, topic for Mags v. Sai this week? And I just put, why? <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. But that's uh, normal format. Normal format. Five questions each. Penalty shootout-esque, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Sharon has vetted the questions to make sure we don't have any crossovers or anything uh, the same. And whenever you're ready then, Sharon, whenever you're set to go. Okie dokie. So, question one to Mr. Max. Here we go. 14 matches crammed onto this card. Yep. How many go over five minutes? Oof, not a lot. Um, the, the main does. I think it's three. I, I think three. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm going with three. You are incorrect. Oh, I would be. The answer is nine. Jesus, what? A lot yeah. of time to play with did uh, Spring Zampede. They did, they did, I mean, when I watched the show, it didn't feel like there was that nah. much time. But A lot of them were like five and a half minutes, six minutes, six and a quarter, stuff like that. But they're all pretty short. I mean, 14 matches on a show is what, two hours, 40 minutes or whatever? That's 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 two thousands WCW though. They yeah. cram a lot of stuff in. And for context, obviously, I've not watched the show. I find it incredibly hard finding five questions to ask Mags, so I fully expect to get trounced this week. But there we go. You've, you've made a good start. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Starting strong. Um, right, Mister Simon. Yes. Um. Who is the first wrestler to be shown walking down the ramp? Oh, oh my goodness. See, again, I didn't watch the show. But I'll, I'll just send this, because this is the beginning. So, I... F- Ooh, is it Lex Luger? Is it a tag that opens? I don't know, is it? Yeah, go on, I'll say Luger or Flair for the tag. Luger or Flair? Yeah, Luger then. Which go on. one? You are incorrect. No. The answer is Disco Inferno. Oh, for the tag, because he comes out with the bloody with veto and that, doesn't he? He does, yep. Yeah. Shit. Oh. <laughs> Sharon, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Disco Fever. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Mr. Max, question number two. Terry Funk wins the WCW Hardcore title here. Mm-hmm. Funk had a record three title reigns. Who also held this title three times? So the WCW Hardcore Champion, I think it's Big Vito. I remember him being in that scene quite a lot, so I'm going to go with Big Vito. You are incorrect. Oh, Jesus. The answer is Brian Nobbs. What? (laughs) Yeah, Brian Nobbs and Terry Funk both had three title rings. The belt only existed for less than a year, I think, that division. Yeah, did it get turned into the, the shit title as well? for part of that what do you mean the shit title the saskatchewan hardcore international title oh okay <laughs> i just thought you meant like shit title. i mean what <laughs> uh okie doke mr simon uh-huh. in the match versus the wall how many times did scott steiner suplex his opponent oh my word the map, that's one of the shorter matches, isn't it? Um, I was watching Mags to see if he reacted. <laughs> and I know that ends... Okay. I don't think it's going to be a massive amount. I'm going to say three. Is that your final answer? Yes. You are incorrect. Oh, man. The answer is once. Oh, Okay. Okay. Do you realize that's nice seven questions each over the last two editions? And might be <laughs> like that we've got wrong. <laughs> you almost think we knew about wrestling. We are fucking rubbish at this. Why do we do this? <laughs> Dear Lord. Um, Mr. Max. Hello. Who were the WCW tag team champions before all the titles were vacated for this event? Hmm. Was it totally buff? No, it weren't because they end up being enemies, I think. I'm going to say it was Palumbo and, no, Jindrak and O'Hare. I think. Were they there then? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go with that. Jindrak and O'Hare. You are incorrect. Oh. The answer is the Harris brothers. Who does? DOA! Jesus wet. WC would just give a title to absolutely anybody. They would, indeed. <laughs> well, Vince Russo. Yeah. Mr. Simon. Yeah. During his bout against Sting, Booker T does the infamous Spinneroonie. But what wrestling move does Booker T do just before the Spinneroonie? It'll help that you watched it. You dumb motherfucker! Mm, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, I do. Um, it's just going to be absolute potluck. So I'm, I'm thinking: is it is is, uh, is heel kick at the bookend? drop kick he uses uh, I'm going to go with the big heel kick you are incorrect what a fucking surprise the answer <laughs> is the flapjack oh okay right 
That would have been my fourth or fifth guess, yeah. Good <laughs> job you get four or five chances. Exactly. We might have to start doing that just to make this a bit more, like, challenging. And that's sarcophany he's got up. Uh, <laughs> it is. Right, Mr. Mags. The Cruiserweight title match had many people involved. Okay. But can you name the three ladies? So there was Daphne, uh, Sonny, and was it Paisley? I think it's Paisley. So, yeah, they're, they're the three, I think. Yeah, I'll go with that. Final answer. Well, I said this for a while, but you are correct. <laughs> oh, game over already. <laughs> 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 oh, brilliant um, right Mr Simon yeah what is the shortest match on the card oh my word um, what time or have I got to give the competitors not the, the match the, the match. people in the match Can I, can I not just give you how long the match was? Because I think I know that. <laughs> you can give that. You won't, You can give it for pride, I suppose. But I think the match, the shortest match was two minutes, 36 seconds. Okay. I don't know why that sticks in my mind. If that is correct, that is really strange. But I don't it's know not. who was in it. It's not. Okay. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Um... <laughs> It's not. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, oh, my goodness. I... Oh, um... Steiner versus the wall. Was that it? Is that your answer? Yeah, go on. You are incorrect. Damn it, I was so confident too. The answer is Hatsley Heat 2000 That's versus... a spell. That's, that's I thought that... That's oh, Harlem. It's fucking, it's, uh, it's, is it really the Harlem Heat match? Yeah, 2 minutes 41. I thought Mankai versus Jimmy Hart. That's just popped in my head then. Yeah, I that was it was, that was the next one, I think, about 11 seconds longer. Right, okay. Oh, dear. Max, you can put this to bed, mate. You can put this to bed if you get this correct. Da-dum. I can only sell the draw. Mr. Max. Hello. To within a hundred people either way, what was the reported attendance at this event? What are you taking the piss? I never look at the attendance. <laughs> There's only one person who looks at the attendances on anything that we do, and it's you. Well, hang on, hang on. What do you mean, am I taking the piss? How many suplexes did Scott Steiner do in this? In this? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but that, that would be watching the event. And that you would have got that if you'd have watched. They don't ever say yeah, there is so true. many people attending. Um, I'm, I'm within the what? Jim Ross what says leeway? hundred people. Okay, so I'm gonna go with twelve thousand three hundred. Oh my word! That is so close. 
Wait, but wrong. I forgot That's it. so close. Oh, you bastard. You, you haven't, but that is insanely close. The answer is yeah. 12,556. Oh! That's... I am impressed with myself just getting that close. Yeah. Very close indeed. I could, I could pull this out to be another draw then. <laughs> it's not going to happen, but I could. <laughs> Mr. Simon. Yeah. In the hardcore title match, oh, what Christ. was the first foreign object that Norman Smiley used? Trash cannon. You are incorrect. Brilliant. The answer <laughs> is the mixer spray tap. The what? So, when the match starts, Norman is hidden in the toilets. <laughs> oh, Tommy, so Terry Funk, Terry Funk beats him up, and they go through like a dining area, and then Norman escapes through like a serving hatch into the kitchen. I've Terry there, crawls yeah. through it, and Norman sprays him with the with the 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 mixer tap. That's the first offense he got in, and then he gets Why? beat up again. <laughs> yeah. I see. I've seen that as well. Like I remember that, but I didn't. I wouldn't have said that would have been the first, just off memory. Well, obviously not, because I said <laughs> something else. So. <laughs> oh, congratulations, Mister Mags! You win again. Oh yeah, there's my little drawing. I did. <laughs> I <was trying> to... <laughs> Is that a rabbit calling man, man a prick? Yeah, I was trying to think of questions. I doodle when I'm thinking. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's a rabbit calling man for a prick. <laughs> so by the narrowest of victories again. I pull away once more. We've got one question right in the last ten. I mean, just for shits and giggles, there is. A, I did a sixth question just in case there was some crossover. Do you think you could get that? Probably not, but let's have a go. Okay. Okie so, dokie then. Bonus question. Seven. Hogan arrived to the arena in what make and model of car? I don't even know what model car Sharon drives. it's a a very infamous wcw make of car oh it's not just hogan that uses it is it is it the white hammer no Uh, it it was the dodge charger oh okay right the same kind of car that goldberg uses yes he sliced his arm open on didn't he yeah when he punched the window like yeah, a pillock. like a pillock. Yes, indeed. There we go then. Another gripping, exciting segment of Mags v. Sci, full of Brilliant. ups and downs. Testing our <laughs> encyclopedia of knowledge of wrestling. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, Magsy, that puts you now what? Four? One? Three? I, one? I lost one? count. I lost count. I just do it for the fun. Yeah, let's say I do that too then. <laughs> Sharon, thank you so so much for joining us once again and being our quiz Amazing master. Amazing as always. Can I do just do a let... selfish plug for a second? No, no, you can't. I was about okay. to ask. Thank you, then bye. Of course, you can. I have got a cover reveal for an anthology that I am taking part in on the twentieth of April. I will try and share it to Twitter because I can appreciate more of this audience's on tr- Twitter, but any shares would be hugely appreciated. Yes, Absolutely. definitely. Yeah, make sure you tag Chain Wrestling in it as well, and uh, we will share it all over the place. I'm sure the CWF will share it everywhere as well. Cool. Thank but you. Yeah, there we go. Awesome stuff. Do you want to let everyone know where they can find you on Twitter? 
Um, it's at Sharon Korea 13. There we go. Awesome stuff, but we'll tag you and stuff anyway so people can see you. There we go. Thanks right. a lot again, Sharon. Um, Thank see you, Sharon. See you in a Bye. Bye bye. We're shit at that, mate. I know. It's it's almost like it should never be a thing. It, it is, but at the same time, I think at one point there's going to be... Uh, well, the Shawn Michaels one I did well on, so... I honestly thought that you would have that in the bag, being the, the WCW no. mark that you are. Yeah. It's probably a bit late in the WCW timeline for me to actually know that much about it, to be honest. Yeah. So it, and it, it's it so played chaotic. out to the fact that I watched it as well. Yeah, that's it. Perhaps I should have done what you said and watched the show. Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, there we go, mate. <laughs> There we go. Uh, got a couple of comments in the chat, my friend. Uh, a suggestion from Connor for a phone a friend. <laughs> so we've uh, also got Scottish Danny turning up late. Uh, not impressed with that, Danny, but hello to you, sir. Um, and, and as you said, uh, Connor said, new segment for Mags of Sir. If neither of you know an answer, we should have Scottish Danny uh, waiting in the wings and you can phone him when he gives you the answer or a hint. Yeah, I mean, are you smarter than a 10-year-old style? Yeah, yeah. There you well, go. We the old millionaire a, phone a friend sort of thing. We can get it? a kid to tell us just how stupid we are. Not that Danny's a kid. I'm just saying we could get a kid. <laughs> I mean, one of my kids would quite happily tell us how stupid we are. <laughs> as would man. Mm, there we go. Uh, so then, Magzi, is there anything else you want to cover before um, we move on? Yeah. Um, I'm, I want to put another... Uh, pimple dick forward for the for the CWF. Okay. Pimple dick alert. Oh, a teeny weeny. What we got? So, yeah. So, <sighs> Rick Flair, man, he's he's just a douchebag in it. He's just a massive, massive douchebag. Really, kind of ruining his his wrestling legacy. Um, now, as of earlier on. Today he he made a post on Twitter and he quickly deleted it after getting a hell of a lot of backlash. Um and it's regarding um Steve O Mongo McMichael. Now obviously um Ric Flair and Steve O go way, way back part of the uh the uh four horsemen in WCW. Uh and unfortunately um Mongo is is not having the best of time. He's he's incredible, is no, no. incredibly ill. Um, and Ric Flair, um, went and visited him. Uh, that's now that's amazing. Uh, the fact that Ric Flair took time out, he's obviously still a very, very busy person, but took time to go and, uh, and visit his, his good friend. Um, that's not the, the issue with this at all. The issue is he, uh, he posted, uh, a picture, uh, of, of his visit, uh, and uh, he put on uh, on on the on Twitter, my friend Mongo is stronger than anyone we know. Amazingly heartfelt comment, and then you see the picture that he posted. Okay, and it's Mongo, obviously oh. really ill in bed, and Ric Flair smiling and uh, pointing. I th- I'm assuming that's his current current partner mm, don't know i think that's i think that's somebody to do with mongo isn't it it could well be but it just feels so inappropriate of him having a picture smiling uh, as if he's having a whale of a time and poor mongo is there um 
looking the the way that it does. And just to add, just to add that little cherry on the top, if you're focusing on Ric Flair's pants, you'll see that his uh, his zips undone. Oh my god! Yes. So yeah, this week's pimple dick is Mr. Ric Flair. It's one of those scenarios where I think people in the public eye. Some people, Flair's one of them, I suppose, but some people, I think they need guidance, especially when they're of a certain age and Mm -hmm. they've consumed the, you know, various things they did for so many decades. It's got to warp your brain a little bit. And I think Flair's one of those that just needs a PA or a management team or something Mm -hmm. just to be a bit like, yeah, come on, Rick, you know, because obviously I'm going to assume he means well there, but he's just going to be clueless. Yeah, he's, he's, it's insensitive. It's 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 definitely not the worst pimple dick we've ever had. Um, I don't think there was any malice there. No, it's just the years of Ric Flair pausing for photos. Um, he just probably went into that that kind of mindset. Mm. But but yeah, it's just the the guy Mongo. He looks like he's not got long for this for this world, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and Ric Flair's there pausing. Uh, with a massive smile on his face and his and his cock out basically. Mm. Just... Oh, dear me. Never mind. <sighs> Never mind. But, but anyway. Anyway, anyway. I suppose a little update on the Mantor front, seeing as we're talking about idiots. Um, I got told to go fuck myself by Mantor last night. <laughs> you did? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, this individual is gross and vile for the comments that we discussed last week. But uh, more has, has surfaced from him, including a podcast he does or a live show he does, very similar to, to, to our format magazine, to be fair. Uh, I think it is actually using a StreamYard setup and so on as well. And I think one of the people he does it with, there's about three or four that seem to interchange. One of the main people he does it with is actually PN News. Do you remember him? Okay, the the big, the rapper guy. Yeah, I think it's him as well. And one of the topics they had this week or recently was to discuss the um, uh, Giselle Shaw, Rick Steiner situation. So I can resist. I had a little listen because I thought this guy is going to be talking a lot of nonsense. And initially, at first, I was okay. I was I was thinking, okay, you know, he's he's not he's not speaking out against him, but he is talking about Rick Steiner, saying he's always been a bully, he's always been an abrasive character, he's always behaved in a way that he you know he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, this has started all right. He's, and he's then he's rolling it back a little bit. Yeah. And then he starts on with the usual, this shouldn't happen. And, you know, the usual, this, this, uh, so, some of the comments I don't particularly want to repeat because they're, they're disgusting. And uh, some of the comments on his Facebook page, his, his name's Mike Hanak, and he's quite public on Facebook with a lot of his opinions and thoughts and so on. And some of the comments he uses with, uh, in describing, that scenario it are just downright awful um references to sexuality but bear in mind he doesn't he's got nothing against um uh, any homosexuals or gays or anything. he's got gay friends remember yeah. and all this sort of nonsense but it's it's pretty disgusting terminology he uses so once again i decided to call the guy out i messaged him directly rather than confront him via his facebook page or anything like that 
And I actually got a response back. Again, I was very worded it very politely and said, some people may think with these comments, you're a bit transphobic. And obviously some people, I meant me, <laughs> but I, I said, this is, you know, this is the scenario. This is how you're coming across. Do you want to discuss this? And it came back basically with, I'll write whatever I want, bro. Um, go fuck yourself. So even when called out as politely as I could to give the guy an opportunity to retract or explain his views, however he wants to try and do it, he's still a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, King Pigsbladders actually on Twitter earlier on was saying that it's amazing that this person can behave this way and it's not been called out before. I think so, the thing with it is he is so irrelevant in yes. today's wrestling scene that that it is flying under the radar. Mm, yes, um, indeed. Rick Rick Steiner as 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 irrelevant as he as he is, he's still a a bigger wrestling name. I mean, he gets invited to uh, wrestling conventions. You don't see many people in crying out for a Mantar appearance. No, you don't. Um, you don't. So um, I would I would even suggest that we probably get more listens and downloads than he does anyway. Um, well, this is the interesting thing with regards to his his show and his topic and and, and whatever they're talking and so on. Uh, it says on the description for this YouTube channel that this channel formerly had twenty plus thousand subscribers and all this sort of stuff before they shut us down. So obviously, shut shut you down for this kind of rhetoric, I assume. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And we also, I also saw that there was numerous people subscribed to the channel, but very minimal views. So, mm-hmm. and again, we, we don't get massive numbers here. It is what it is. I'm not, I'm not sort of pointing anything out with regards to that. But there's a big following, small views. To me, that shows that people have clicked like and actually listened to a bit of it. And I mean, let's, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you: the, the, the quality, the audio, and the production is fucking dreadful. I struggle to listen to it. I, so. I, I would even suggest that they sound like bot accounts. Then, if you've got a big following and nobody's watching, mm. it's probably because your accounts are bottled. Okay, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, good mm-hmm. shot. Yeah, the guy just it just carries on and shows no remorse for his behaviour. So yeah, I think doubling down, that, essentially doubling down. Yeah, yeah. I think this is something that uh, in the future I'm going to keep half an eye on and just see what we can do because it's yeah. disgusting and it's upsetting to. I, mean, I, 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 I don't want to quote Mantar, but I've got gay friends, I've got trans friends, I've got people all, all sorts. You know, and I think my mind instantly goes to them when you hear people talking about them in this way you know referring to others it, with these terms and it upsets me because i think my friend my friends are far stronger than i i, I they would probably just shrug it off me like bloke's an idiot but i i take offense to it so maybe it's something that i'll keep an eye on and we'll uh, see where we go in future weeks maybe mags yeah absolutely there we go shall we jump on then with our non-wrestling topic this week we shall let's do it <laughs> NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Our non-wrestling tomic. Tomic? What the fuck? Topic. Tomic. Tomic. This week uh, is basically 
Has anyone got any little weird habits or oddities or OCDs or anything like that that uh, they have to say about their partner or family member or even themselves? We got majority of people did you know message in with stuff about themselves. To be fair, yeah. probably through fear. It's and themselves. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I did say to Sharon when we brought out this non-wrestling topic a few days ago. Uh, start making a couple of notes and write down anything that pops in your head that I do that's a little bit eccentric or and a little bit said, odd. Send you three pages of, of things. She said, she, she basically said, bloody hell, that I can't. There's so many. There's so many little odd. So, Sharon in the chat, if you think of any, just pop them in there and then we'll get onto those when we finish running through Twitter, I think. Um, I've got a couple that I noticed that I do myself anyway. So. We'll get to those in a moment, Magsy. Uh, our first response on Twitter, and I will run through these in the order they came into us. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it's from our good buddy, Dan Griffin, at Dan Griffin 21 who I had a fantastic time yesterday recording the first episode of season four of the Doctor Who pod. It's our draft episode. Uh, randomly using an eight-sided dice to decide which Doctor Who's we choose and uh, which stories to cover and so on. And otherwise, we both argue over the same Doctors, so it's a good way mm -hmm. of doing it. Yeah. And this season, I'm quite happy because I got a couple of the Doctors I wanted because last season, I got fucking no one. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's worked out all right, but the Doctor Who pod will be returning very, very soon. Dan says... I have specific orders that I eat certain meals in uh, to save the best till the last. Example, yeah. on my roast, my order goes veggies and mash, roast potatoes, meat, then Yorkshire puddings. Apparently, this is odd. No, I don't, I don't find that so. odd. And I would even go one step further because one of the, the oddball things that, that I think I do, uh, and the wife certainly thinks it's odd, is... Um, I'll eat. I'll eat the stuff separately, but I do not like to mix things as well. That's the wife will happily get some carrots, some peas, a Brussels sprout, and some mashed potato all on a fork. No, no, no mixing, no mixing, and I even do it with beans on toast. I will eat the bean, every bean off the plate before I eat the toast. Uh, okay, I can go as fast as it sounds. One step further than that, because something that actually inspired this topic in my mind and I, when i messaged over and, and suggested it to you was beans on toast because i sat down that day and i didn't even twig that i'd done it until after the fact and that's what made me message i will eat a couple of pieces of toast and then i will eat a bowl of beans <laughs> so you, the toast is the starter <laughs> and yeah the i won't, I won't put because but it's, it's the same as when if I have uh, like um, a sausage sandwich or a fish finger sandwich or anything like that, I won't put butter in the bread because it makes the bread soggy. It's the same theory with the beans on the toast. I like the I like the toast to be crunchy. Okay, I can I can again go further than that when it when it comes to a sandwich. If there is more than one atom on the sandwich, I will take the sandwich apart and eat the atom separately until there's just one atom on the sandwich then i'll eat that sometimes i'll even eat that one and and then eat the the bread and throw the bread last. away <laughs> well, well we'll not throw that bread away <laughs> <laughs> uh see sandwiches no, i suppose stuff on toast is different and we were talking about this the other day and it because it kicked off that basically live my middle daughter when i asked her if she wanted 
butter on her toast that I was making for her um, with something else. She said, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? And I explained what I do. And Liv's, were, I'll tell you what it is in a moment, but Liv's response was, you're a freak, which was don't, You don't put mayonnaise on, do you? No, I bloody don't. Um, <laughs> what I do is, <laughs> the only time I will have butter on my toast is if I'm literally having butter on toast. If I'm having anything else, I don't have butter. Wow. So, so like jam. Yeah, jam, honey, peanut butter. You know the Heinz oh, yeah, peanut butter. Yeah, 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 like the tangy peanut butter spread stuff. Or yeah. uh, not peanut butter, sandwich spread stuff. All of that, I will not have butter on the toast because wow. I will have just that straight on. But no, I layer on mad thick as well. You are a weird person. Well, thank you very much. Again, that's why we triggered this conversation. Uh, Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. Uh, my wife there in the chat, what is she saying? You we'll get to that. We will get to that. Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. In my last job, I would leave at 5.30 a.m., but didn't start until 9. How long was your commute? He, he explains it. That's why. The satisfaction of avoiding London's morning rush hour also known as being stuffed into a train carriage that's so crowded you can feel people's breath on your eyeballs, <laughs> was more than enough of a motivator. Yeah, but how long were you hanging... Danny, if you're in the chat, my friend, how long were you hanging around outside your work before you started? Maybe he went on a bit of a stabbing spree before yeah, the shift maybe. started. He wanted ample time to go and stalk his prey. Um, Sky tight is victims. Friend of the show, Chris Mangle, actually replied to, to Danny and said he used to do similar, but for a far less sane reason. He used to like to watch an episode of Cell Block H on YouTube, drink an unfeasibly large mug of tea, eat his cereal, and allow for three bathroom breaks as a result of all that dairy. So there is multiple reasons to get into work three and a half hours early, it seems. I wouldn't, mate. I, I, I'm literally a, I, I'm literally a last-minute sort of situation. You know, I like to be there maybe five, ten minutes early, you know. To set um, your stall out. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I used to get a lift to this one factory I worked at, and we'd work 12-hour shifts. And this dude would want to, you know, we were doing, like, six or six. And this guy would want to be there at 5 a.m. And I'm thinking, we're there for 12 fucking hours, pal. Why do you need to and be there? And it should be just 12. Yeah, no I would extra. actually... I would walk in at 5.59, put my little card in the machine that goes dunk and stamps it, and then walk out again at 6, because that's all they're paying us for. Yeah, exactly. Where I work now, a bit different, because I like the people I work with and like the people I work for. <laughs> but every other job I've had, nah, bollocks. You know, yeah. I ain't doing that. It makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Uh, good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast at Good Bad Wrestle on Twitter. Great to hear from them. Love the show. Uh, they say... I set the timer on the microwave to 59 seconds rather than a minute as it's one button quicker to press and the zero button doesn't get worn out as quickly. <laughs> wow. Such a regular issue, isn't it? In, in kitchens across the world, your zero button getting worn out, Mags. It's not. I mean, the, the amount of time you would save doing that is it's negligible. Mm. Well, it's a and second. It, no, but. It's a second on the microwave, yeah, but on, in actually pressing the buttons, it's a fraction of a second. Yeah, but if you accumulate those over, say, 50 years of your life, 
you you would have earned a whole minute. <laughs> yeah, there you go, mate. There you go. I mean, I, so I, smoke, I, I can't actually that's how you can do get, that. Can you not? Oh, have you got a dial one? Yeah, because our microwave has a dial. <laughs> uh, okay. How does it work? Has a dial. The picture that uh, that Graham put the uh, the GIF is also a dial microwave. Uh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Whenever I've had a dial microwave, or we've had a dial microwave at my mum's or at work, I, I think they always go ping just before the zero. So it's difficult for me to judge how far to turn it on. No, does it not have a dial with a clock? So no, you just turn. Yeah, so it's like one minute, two minutes for yeah. All right, so I was is a dial, but it it turns a digital clock. To, oh, to that's completely minute. different. Yeah, that's flash. That is. <laughs> that is definitely not flash <laughs> uh they continue here good cop bad cop i also set alarms for 559 rather than six and the like too yeah that i don't get yeah that that would be annoying i mean yeah i don't understand I that, mean, that if, is you, weird. if you set it especially on your phone there's no physical buttons to actually wear the zero down no. that's just that's just being awkward for awkward sake mm. Yeah, that is a bit strange, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, Graham is a strange human being, though. Fair enough. Uh, Rob, <laughs> at UTT Rob on Twitter, he says, last time you asked this, I mean, we haven't asked this specific topic before, but I suppose something similar. Uh, superstitions we had before, didn't we? And stuff like that, I suppose, weird little traits. Uh, Mags laughed at my lucky town socks that took us to the playoff final, then fell apart, resulting in failure and disaster and a disastrous season until the wizard that is Neil Warnock was brought in to remove the sockless curse. <laughs> the lesson, never listen to Max. Um, unless I'm on a podcast, absolutely listen. But if I'm dishing mm-hmm. out advice or commentary, yeah, don't pay the slightest bit of attention to what I've got to say. As I proved last week, I don't know what's coming out of my mouth at the beginning of a sentence. So yes, that is true. It that makes no true. sense to listen to what I've got to say. <laughs> it's that time of the week. We hear from our good buddy, Steve-O, at Total Steve-O on Twitter. Everybody say what time is it? Steve-O. He says, I was regarded as weird because I liked listening to my music via headphones on my break at work. Now, this was 10 years ago. The culture then was to socialize. Fast forward 10 years. No one talks to each other at all and stares at their phone. Yeah, fair point. Who's the weirdos now, Steve-O? Yeah, that's right. Proving his point. Uh, Steve-O says, eating peanut butter with Onkin yogurts. You're a weirdo. But he I says have, here he's called. I have pe- I have Greek yogurt with peanut butter in it. It's delicious. See, oh, I that, that sounds amazing. I've never it done is. it, but it sounds amazing. It's honestly, you get a, a spoonful of peanut butter. I like uh, the ones with like uh, chunks in them. Don't get smooth. Um, whisk it, not whisk it, or just like stir it into your yogurt. Yes, yeah, absolutely delicious. So it does sound great. To be fair. Uh, because I like to engage and talk with people, people think it's odd. Yeah, is that is that a London thing though? Because I mean, don't get me wrong. If you if you just randomly start talking to loads of different people, then it is a bit strange, isn't it? But yeah. uh, you hear so many people talk about being in London, and they say hello and 
the, the sort of the people who live there react like what the fuck you're saying hello to me yeah. whereas you go uh, you know if i have people say hello to me in gloucester quite often i don't know i'm the, you know in i've been to york and, and so on to see dan griffin at one stage and everyone said hello there and, and you know <laughs> is it more of a london thing do you think mags or is it i think it meant i mean it might not just be a woman thing. it might just be a big city thing um okay because um or, or even a southern thing. I mean, I know you're relatively southern, but like deep dark southern. Because up here in the, in the north, like Stroud, um, is that deep dark southern, or is that just right, below Gloucester? It's right by us. Yes. Mm. Uh, speaking of Stroud, Forest Green Rovers got relegated this weekend. Get in. Get Carry in. on, Max. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very northern. It feels like a northern thing where I can we can go for a walk and we'll see. 10 people who we don't know and you'll say good morning to them or evening or hello. Yeah. Just, just as you're passing. Um, but like I said, if you do that in London, you, you can, you'll either get looked at funny or stabbed even. So yeah, mm. I think it's a, the more, the, the more, I suppose the size of the city, the, the less sociable people seem to be. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, eating microwavable broccoli, tins of tuna, and so on, all classified Steve-O as weird, apparently. Yeah, I mean, the broccoli, yeah. The, the tuna, yeah, tins of tuna, a class. Yeah, a bit of vinegar on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but I, eating eating broccoli, no, that's, that's, that is weird. I like broccoli. Yeah, well, you, you also like deep-fried, air-fried, bloody Brussels, so... No, I do, I do. Do you know what else as well that's really strange? I've recently decided that I like, literally in the last two days, I think I like ketchup now. <laughs> it's only took 40 plus years. Yeah, well, I've always hated ketchup. Like, like literally, that's gross, that sort of scenario. But I've had it on things, normally when I'm pissed up, and I'll put a bit of ketchup <laughs> on there, because I really fancy it when I'm drunk. So I put some ketchup on stuff today, and I was like, that's actually really nice. Maybe drunk me's onto something. Yeah, so just be drunk more often. What, pff, there you go. Sharon, Magsy said. Okay. Our <laughs> second Sabine drunk at all times. At all times. Oh, my God. I drive a fort truck at work. I'm not sure this is a good idea. I operate big Pissed swords. Up <laughs> is fun. Oh, dear me. Uh, Steve-O continues. I can only drink vodka straight. Oh, that's grim. Any other alcoholic beverage I do not like. Apparently, that's weird. So, Steve's drink is, is literally just straight vodka. Then that's pretty hardcore. That's that's brutal. That's that's paint stripper levels of brutal. Well, it depends what vodka though, doesn't it? Because if you have like, I mean, I love the Crystal Skull, but it's so expensive. I can barely have it because it is like, like I said, crazy expensive. But it is lush. It's certain. It's smooth is, and is that the the Dan Aykroyd one? yeah yeah and then sort of a bit down from that you have like i suppose all the gray gooses and you know your designer shit that the nightclubs have and all that that's smooth as well it's not like drinking commissar for like 5.99 from like co-op <laughs> or something, do you know I mean? yeah and i think the only vodka that i've been able to drink straight and not kind of gag uh was one called zabrovka uh, and it's made with bass and grass so it's kind of like tinged uh, green yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Steve continues. Oh, yeah. So I will appreciate this. I love voice messaging. For me, it's more convenient and more personal, in my opinion. 
online dating girls literally said, can't talk with you then, even though I was talking and they were just texting. Okay. See, the voice messaging thing, I've never got. No. And my brother does it all the time. He would rather send a voice message than a text. And Steve-O, now, because we communicate about a few different things, podcasts and so on, he's, he's, you know, he's got my number. We're, we're, we communicate via WhatsApp. So I get voice messages sometimes from Steve-O. And Tyler Peters as well, who, who does a show on the, a couple of shows on the network with Benny Mac and uh, uh, Scottish Danny. He voice messages a great deal via Facebook and so on as well. It's not normally an issue. But my problem is, if, I'm in, if, if it's an evening time, you can guarantee I've got headphones on because I'm editing. So if I get a voice message, if I get if I, if I get a text, I can just stop and read it and reply. <laughs> if I get a voice message, I got to stop my editing, which is what I do pretty much nightly, and then get my headphones off, p- turn my phone on, listen to the voice message, to then text for a, a reply back. Yeah, Steve, I was right. It, it is because you don't get any tone of voice, do you, with regards or context? I suppose sometimes with regards to a, a written message. So it is more personal, Max, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, but it's not for me. Um, I'm the kind of person who, who um, I use my phone for phone calls maybe 10 minutes in a month, even though I pay for unlimited. Um, right. I'm, in a, I'm in a WhatsApp group with uh, Rob, uh, Dan, and uh, James from uh, from Café de René. And me, Rob, and Dan will text our, our messages, and James will always leave voice, voice notes uh so yeah, he's the, he's definitely the odd one out, but I I prefer the written word. Yeah, yeah, and you also got to be careful as well because obviously if you voice message um, Morty, for example, that inevitably ends up clipped and stuck on the show. On the show, yeah, absolutely. Yes. As as one of mine did. Future proofing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> Steve continues. Not me, but certain housemates I've lived with have had unusual toilet habits. Or, as Dan Griffin would say, can't shit properly. (laughs) Uh, Would use sheets upon sheets of paper. Some literally going through a whole roll in a day. As you always said about them, fucking weird. What, the the whole of the house goes through a roll a day, or or one person? I think the way he's saying this is one person, yes. That's some some diarrhea trouble there, if you're going through a full roll in a day. I suppose it depends on your eating and your drinking habits as well, doesn't it? I mean, a full roll, there's like, what, 200 sheets of toilet roll. Even if you use 10, which is a ridiculous amount, you'd have to be going to the toilet 20 times in a day. That is a lot. That's a hell of a lot. That is a lot, yes. And I suppose it depends. There's lots of variables, but I agree with you. Because, you know, if you buy, like, the really thick toilet paper, you probably don't use as much, do you? Yeah, well, I mean, even if you get the cheapy two-ply one, 10 sheets of it, it's like a, mm. it's like that thick, surely. Yeah. You block well, the toilet well, then. Yeah, sure, I don't, yeah, you'd think it would. Are they kind of mm. really just wrapping their hand in it? Like a... Mummifying like, themselves up to the shoulder. <laughs> like the Yeti. <laughs> like the Yeti. <laughs> he turned up on Nitro Nights again this week. Uh, but he's called Ron Studd now, and he's still shit. Um, <laughs> Uh, where do we get to? Ah, here we go. Steve-O continues. On the car drive theme from last week, I find it so weird that a car will speed to uh, and then do an emergency stop over a speed bump. 
to then speed away and repeat the same action over the next speed bump. Yeah, we get a lot of that in Gloucester, to be fair, because Gloucester is mini roundabout speed bumps and traffic lights. It's just everywhere, so we get a lot of that. Yeah, we, we get it as well in, in Burnley. Uh, it, with, with, with driving, the thing that aggravates me the most, though, is, is people who will speed up to beat you to a queue of traffic for traffic lights, yeah. and then will only be one car in front of you. So it's like, what What have you gained from that? You literally have got maybe a second ahead uh, in the queue. It's just the patheticness of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, at Jimmy Evans, Jimmy Evans for real on Twitter, he says, mostly food habits and sayings. And I asked for more information, and he kept quiet then. So we can't find out about any of his funny chat. sayings. He got- so, Jimmy, Jimmy, for did, next mate. week's, uh, send it, send say a message, uh, and we'll we'll read out your your superstitions and and your yes weird little ways, your food habits and your sayings because everyone else is pretty much the same it seems at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, calm, and this is a strange one for me, Magsy. I this is weird. Yeah, it, I think it was I think it was Cam's birthday as well yesterday. So happy belated birthday, Cam. No, I'm not wishing them a happy birthday because this is disgusting. <laughs> At CamGriff92 on Twitter, he says, I'm quite partial to having squash in a fizzy drink. Now and, that, and that I'm okay with. As you slated, he rocks up. Happy belated birthday, yeah. Cam. Sad, yeah, refuse to wish you a happy birthday. I'll just let you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand by that. I've already wished him a happy birthday on Twitter, to be fair, but there we go. Um, squash in a fizzy drink. I can get on board with that. Where it's a little bit, you know, lemonade and a bit of squash, or whatever. That that's that's okay. But then he goes on to explain. Our good friend Cam goes on to explain. He'll have Robinson Orange in Pepsi Max. Right. What it's, crazy psychopath way of behaviour is that? That does sound weird. But then if you look at uh, Pepsi Max Cherry, there's Pepsi Max Raspberry. There used to be Pepsi uh, Pineapple and Pepsi Strawberry. So I think it would work. Oh, I'll try. I'm going to have to try it. I'm going to have to try so, it. So the other thing that I have that's close to that is I'll sometimes have uh, orange juice and uh, Sprout mixed together. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I've, I've never that. tried it with a cordial. And mm. you think a cordial, you go with lemonade because it's like a, yeah. a base, a base flavour. No, yeah. I mean cork is it's very pronounced as a flavour in in it and very mm. Moorish I've heard. Well, there is that. Cam <laughs> 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 um, uh, <laughs> says, I used to have to have the volume on things ending in either a zero or a five. Yep. Now I can get on I can get on board with that to a degree. Mine have to be even numbers. Um, the wife absolutely goes mad if I and I do it on purpose to wind her up. Um, I'll put the volume on on the TV at, at like nineteen, and she'll be like, "Just turn it up a little bit more," or so I will, and I'll go to like twenty two, and she'll know I'm doing it on purpose to wind her up. Yeah. So she she likes it on on zeros and fives all the time. Oh, so I'm I'm okay with like uh, like the TV I got set up in the bedroom. I do all my research on and stuff like that. When I go to bed, I'll put a bit of wrestling on or some Doctor Who or whatever. I normally have it on 14 when I go to bed. 
And then when I really want to suck very specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know because I know that's loud enough for me to hear, but not so loud that it'll stop me dozing off or disturbing the kids in the house because it's late. Mm-hmm. So 14 when I go to bed. And then when I'm really starting to feel tired and want to doze off, I'll put it down to 12. Oh, no, in no, reali- no, no, no. In reality, no, no. 13 is the exact perfect volume for that TV in this bedroom at night. But I can't put it on 13 because I won't be able to sleep. It'll drive me batty. Because of the th- the unlucky number. Mm, well, there is that. It's Liv's shirt number in football. <clears throat> Do you not set a sleep timer on, on your TV? No, it just goes off in the end, doesn't it? No, I mean, mine does. doesn't. Yeah, mine does. Eventually, it'll come up and just shut itself off here. Yeah. Oh, maybe it has got a sleep timer then, and I just didn't realise. That's what sleep timer I have does. to set a sleep timer on my TV. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know, if, this was, if there's like no activity for a while, it'll turn itself off, look. Oh, I don't have that. I, uh, I, I literally set like a, an hour sleep timer, and it'll turn itself okay. off. Uh, we had to set a sleep timer on Lib's TV because she would fall asleep and it, I'd get up for, go to the toilet at like 4 a.m. or whatever. And it'd be blaring. And the telly's, and it's a big old telly and it's lighting the hallway and everything. So, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going you can, And week. you can just see the electric meter just going round and round. I'll go into a room and I think, well, I want to turn this off, but I don't, I don't know how to do it because it's through her PlayStation and everything. So I ended up standing there in her bedroom in the dark, pressing buttons, trying to get this bloody thing to turn off on this PlayStation remote with its you know, wibbly-wobbly joysticks and 87 buttons and whatnot. And you guarantee she wakes up and starts yelling at me. He's like, what are you doing in my room sort of thing? You know, so we had to set a sleep time on Liv's telly, yeah. Yeah, so going off on another tangent, Jesus Christ. Um, so my, uh, the TV here at this side, um, it, it's an it's a, a smart TV, an Android smart TV, and it recently got uh, a software update. So now, um, whenever I turn my PlayStation off, the TV will turn it back on if I don't quickly turn the TV to either a different channel or turn the TV off. Okay. Because the TV now can turn on the PlayStation if it's on that channel. <laughs> I can okay. also control the PlayStation with my TV remote. It's got. It's really, really weird. That is strange. Yeah, that is strange. It's I get my weird. air off. I get my air off on my telly because when you turn it on, it comes out of a menu screen. You got to wait for that to go off before you can move anything. But oh, I always, that me. I always go too quick, and then it clicks on something I don't want and takes me to like the SCART socket or something. There's nothing plugged into that. You know, it's oh, just my head in. Anyway, uh, Cam, <laughs> also, <laughs> Cam also says, fig rolls are my favourite biscuit. Yes, Cam, you've redeemed yourself. There we go. Okay. So again, going off onto another tangent, fig rolls used to be uh, Mrs. Mags's favourite biscuit until right. I told her how figs are, um, how they have, um, every fig roll will have parts of uh, wasps inside them. <laughs> They what? So figs are pollinated by the fig wasp. And what happens is the, the fruit... The fig wasp. Um, this is not even a joke. It sounds like a story you make up to like keep kids away from the fig rolls. But, it does sound a little bit made up. <laughs> yeah. So the what happens is the, the wasp goes inside uh, a little hole in the, in the small fruit of the fig to pollinate it. And then... It it can't escape, so the fig basically eats the 
the wasp and then swells and becomes a fig. Uh, and yeah, there's there's little bits of wasp in figs. So you will never find figs uh, marked as vegan because you are essentially eating wasp. Okay. So all those times, and we've had the conversation a couple of times, to be fair, on the show, where we've been uh, normally in the summer when we both struggle a little bit slating wasps and saying what's the point in these evil bastards we hate them there is yeah. actually a purpose for wasps to make fig rolls not not like the yellow jacket style wasps these are really teeny tiny wasps all oh, right so not, not real proper wasps pro- real proper wasps couldn't get inside the hole in a fig i don't think well how big's a fig it's the it's the little bud before it becomes a, a fruit oh okay so I'm getting, com- I think I'm getting confused with dates. What, like the fruit dates? Yeah, they're yeah, not, n- yeah, they're- yeah, not like taking my wife out for a meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, the dates, like you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, f- figs are bigger than dates. Figs are like they're like pink and green, and then they've got like a, a fleshy, like a seedy inside. It's kind of like a dragon fruit a little bit, but yeah, they they're pollinated by wasps, and you, every time we. Every time you eat a fig roll, you eat a wasp, or at least one wasp. I'm all right with it. The wife is not. She, <laughs> she I ruined fig rolls for her like I ruined sausages for her. Oh, my goodness. Ruined sausages for her? Yeah, when I told her that they were made of, like, oh, snout, yeah. snouts and trotters and things like that. And bollocks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Again, though, I'm all right with that as well, so... Uh, King Pig's Bladders, the Photoshop wizard himself, at Pig's Bladders on Twitter. He says, air fresheners, perfume, deodorant, shower gels, aftershave, you name it. Anything that has an aroma or fragrance must be referred to by flavor. For example, that's a nice perfume. What flavor is it? <laughs> never <laughs> never what fragrance. Always flavor. Mm-hmm. I can't stop myself. <laughs> I, I, I think I've done this quite a lot. I don't. It's not something I would. Be, it'll happen all the time. But yeah, I've I've said what flavor is that deodorant or shower gel things like that. Nice. Uh, Connor knows soccer at Connor knows footy on Twitter. He says the only day of the week I don't shave is on Sundays. I don't know why I never shave on Sunday. Just never have, and I probably never will. It's important to, you know, nail your colours to the mass over something, I suppose. Yeah. And- <laughs> at, at Connor's young age, yes. he's decided now that he will never, ever shave on, a, on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, another thing of mine is I never wash my football shirts. Uh, for one, I'm very superstitious, and if they get washed, it might cause my club to lose. Oh, yeah, I'm about that. Hmm. You know, I, I used to what, I, not so much now. Not so much now because I don't wear football shirts, but back when I used to always have a United shirt on when United played and stuff like that, if we were on a winning streak, or England in a tournament, for example, uh, when England were winning games in Euro 96, I wouldn't wash my England shirt. That's grim. Well, no, because it's not like I wore it all the time. I put it on for the match, so I take it off for the match. It's still... Mm, yeah, no. you reckon? It's not, that's not a me thing. That would definitely go in the wash. You smelly, okay. smelly people. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, Pig Splatters again says here, it's not something I do, but something I have. 
Apparently, I have long toes and big hands. <laughs> Jesus Christ, like salad fingers. Uh, my toes to me are just normal, but to everyone else, they're really long. Is a three-inch long big toe? Is three inches, sorry, long for a big toe? Yes, incredible. How long is my toes? Then? Um, Man, I only have stubby toes. Do you? But, but feet like ham hocks. Okay, so how long would you say the average toe is, Mags? I have no idea. I really let's uh, let's have a look. average big toe. Size. Yeah, size. We'll go with that. Jesus Christ! As if people actually search this. This is if anyone can hear any odd noises on the audio version or approximately going... two inches. Two inches. Oh, okay, so he's a he's a fifty percent longer again than the average toe. So that's I'd say that's quite odd. It's quite big, isn't it? Mm. Those odd the odd rustling noises people might be able to hear right now is me going through my work bag, which is just conveniently sat next to me, so I can get my tape measure and I'm going to measure my big toe. Jesus wept. <laughs> Audio so... gold here, people. <laughs> my big toe. So it's like from the knuckle, I guess. Dang, that'd be right. Yeah, mine's two and a half inch, mind. Sharon says, don't ask, sir. He'll tell you his toys at least six inches. That's how it's told. That's his nickname. Yeah. My, my big toe is about two and a half inch, maybe. So, yeah. Big toe. I'm really glad, glad I did that. <laughs> uh, Pig's Bladder says, and as for hands, they are big. And you know what they say about people with big hands? Big gloves. <laughs> I mean, is it not big feet? What they say about big feet, big shoes. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I want. What about the rest of your foot then? Six inch side, brilliant. I'll take that six. <laughs> that's that's that's. He's glad of a six inch. Uh... Oh yeah, that's on a good warm day as well. <laughs> <laughs> With the wind in his hair. <laughs> Yes, blowing my beard. <laughs> uh, ja at Yamorite on Twitter. He says, people never seem to get the raw sausages. Yeah, we've had conversations about that. Yeah, I don't, I, that, that is. It's processed meat. It's Eating raw processed meat. That's because uh, we've spoke about like steak tartare and things like that, which mm. is a fresh steak chopped up straight away and then served. But raw sausages is minced parts of animal and that that introduces the the opportunity for bacteria yeah raw sausages nah that's not good that's bad mm. for you bad job it's not perhaps it's him that's using a whole roll of toilet paper every day because he's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a costume of a man he's just emptied out <laughs> Uh, uh, he, said, <laughs> he had a Hasbro figure in one hand and a raw sausage in the other it was how he spent my youth as sayings go I'm using stealing Ray Mysterio instead of saying Tara to someone after hearing it on the uh, on the lads at, at Adjective Pod latest show. So Ray that's, Mysterio, that's cool. That's really that is good. That. Yeah. Have you? Uh, I, I, I know you don't listen to many podcasts anymore, Magsy. Since uh, I've never heard of it before. Uh, okay. Know. Okay. It's good. It's good. Although we follow no, each other, it. which is amazing. But yeah, I've not. I've not heard it. Sorry, guys. Yeah, no. I will no, try good. to I, listen. I enjoy to it. it. I enjoy it. Uh, and finally, 
from Twitter, we have the villain king, our fantastic friend AB at official AB underscore POS. And they say, my partner replaces where someone might say my Lord or my God in shock with my Lanta. And it makes me giggle every time. <laughs> Meanwhile, my, to I don't get it. My Lanta. My Lan- no, I don't. My Lanta. Mm. My Lanta. Let us know why Melanta feeling king. Yeah, yeah, let us know. Uh, meanwhile, to list all the weird things I do would require a few books, not a single tweet. Hey, there is a chain, a chain wrestling email account. I don't know the blogging for it anymore, but it was set up over a year ago. But there are ways of giving us more information. <laughs> yeah. Or DMs. Or Yes, there you go. You've actually missed one. Did I? You have missed uh, Chris Bellis, uh, real Chris oh. Bellis. Chris, I apologise. What, so, what have we got there, Magsy? He's put. I don't eat them as much anymore. But whenever he has a bag of Skittles, he will organise them by colour into ramekins and stack them in a tower by order. I'm going to eat them in red, yellow, orange, purple, green. Most people think it's weird, but my sister-in-law found it awesome. Um, that is a little bit weird. That's the first part I get, but then stacking them that that feels overkill i've i've counted well, they just keep uh, falling down no because you get uh you, you you can get ramekins that kind of like fit into each other what's a ramekin it's like a little uh like a little bowl that you would bake like a souffle in oh okay yeah uh, so, okay fair enough i mean I, i've separated skittles and and smarties and things like that to to see how many of each color that you get and then I would mm. eat like the 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 most first, and then go down to the least. Because the least usually was the purple ones, because they're the best flavor. Um, mm. Which one's the best flavor? Sorry, the purple one. Yeah, like black currant and the red one. Yeah, the red, red and purple are usually like yeah. the 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 least numerous. You normally get loads of green and loads of mm. orange. Orange is orange sucks. Same as in like Starburst, you get loads of orange. Yeah, the best starburst is purple. Yes, hundred million miles, and, and then, then red again. No pink. I'd say pink before red. What's pink? Pink is raspberry. Okay, red. I've is not strawberry. had any. I've not had starburst in a long time. I didn't realize they had pink. Well, I mean, they've been there from day one, I think. Okay. Well, there we go. Uh, Sharon in the chat. <laughs> I sort my Skittles into colours. Is the only way. Orange first, then blackcurrant, and then lemon and lime together, and finish with strawberry. Lemon and oh, lime together—that's maverick. Cam um, <laughs> says, "Anyone eat a yellow and green Skittle at the same time?" So Cam uh, and, and and Sharon are, are massively on point with this one. And then Cam um, says, "Near perfection, Sharon." But swap purple red over. Yep, I agree. Um, orange, black currant, I would not eat second. That's blasphemous to me. Yeah, that's got to be uh, right at the well, end. Orange, lemon, lamb, strawberry, and black currant. Yeah, that's how I'd eat them. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, is there anything else in the chat we need to quickly check out, Maxi? Yeah, so we, uh... Cam, uh, Sharon says that uh, she doesn't like the purple ones, but so that's weird that you would eat the orange first. Do you dislike orange more than you dislike? blackcurrant that's weird mm. and she yeah. also uh says that uh oh my atlanta is uh is a real housewife thing so 
It's another American program that I have never watched, nor will I ever watch. Um, Sharon says that she didn't wash her cowboy shirt last season. She can't wash out the winning streak. And then Sharon says, is that not just because it's a cowboy's jersey? So, I mean, just the thought of wearing a dirty shirt just fills me with dread. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Superstitions, mate, isn't it? Superstitions. There we go. <clears throat> Uh, Sharon did have a couple that I do apparently in the chat, didn't she? Whereabouts are they gone? Let's have a oh, look. There will be further up. Um, she's getting some grief for, for married at first sight. Anyway, Cam wanted to know what married from the first uh, and what maths was married a fishy sailor, but actually, married <laughs> at first I'd watch King's Pig's Bladder, I would watch the fishy sailor version. You know what? I would actually watch the fishy sailor version. Um, so here's yours from Sharon. Okay. You are hugely You're... superstitious. Is that true? Y- yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Now I am absolutely not. So, uh, you have successfully passed this on to live socks and football boots have to be put in a certain way. So yeah, go on. In when, I, when I used to play, I would put my left sock on first then my right sock, then my right boot, then my left boot. So I'll go around in like a circle. Yeah. And if I, th- th- there was one occasion where I didn't do it that order because I was rushing. 20 minutes into the game, I had to go off to the sideline, take my shoot, my boots and socks off, put them back on again in the right order because it was fucking my edit. And did you play any better after that? Yes. Yeah. I was an absolute so mess. It's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a mental thing. Oh, you 100%. Were fo- you were focused on the fact that you'd, Messed it up and and it was yeah. Effective. Oh yeah, it plays on your mind. Yeah, your definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, just I, silly I superstitions that. like that, really. Just silly superstitions. superstitions. Sorry, put my teeth in. Easy for you to say. Yeah, exactly. I've got to have exactly the same things here in front of me in the same positions whenever we go live. So my phone is always there. I've always got my drink there, my vape there. The light has got to be set on a certain light with the buttons up and down, and I got to go there's like five different like shades of the light like brightness and i've got to go up through all five and then back down to the one i want even though i know which one i want when i get there i've got to go past it and back down again that's kind of weird it is a bit mate yeah it is a bit and i've got a routine when i go to bed as well but that if i don't if i don't do it i've got to go back downstairs and start again and that's um i let the dog out for a wee and when he's out in the garden i will check all the windows uh, check the front door is locked, go back, lock the back door. And the last thing I do is make sure both freezers and the fridge are shut and then go to bed. Even though I know I've done it, if I'm led in bed and I think to myself, did I test those freezers? I've got to go back down and do the whole, I can't just do the freezers. I've got to pretty much do the whole thing again. And Sharon so. says, what are you going to be like when you swap rooms? Uh, it's going to be okay because it's a completely new setup when we swap rooms. I've got a whole new recording area planned and sorted out and it's going to be set up in August. So, okay, it'll be, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. That's good. Yeah, I mean, you, you, well, you are very OCD, then, aren't you? It feels like um, you've got OCD. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to. I have to. Yeah. I mean, at work, um, there are certain things that have to be in certain positions as well. And uh, even little things like the, 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 the remote controls. I've got three remote controls in the bedroom. You know, DVD, 
fire stick and TV. They have to be in the same positions and pointing in the same direction and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it, it does mess me up a little bit sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm the same with things like that. I'll I, I do have certain places for certain things and if they're not there it'll send me absolutely mental and like who's moved it um mm. but apart from that i only have i'd say a, a couple maybe two or three odd like foibles obviously we've, we've spoke about the food one uh with the sandwiches and and the never should pieces of your meal be eaten at the same time that <laughs> but i've got two specifically that i do when i'm actually in bed the first one is i have to well no i actually have three so the first one is when i'm going to sleep i have to have a hand under my head so i'll tend to go sleep on my front so my face is like on the pillow but i'll have to have my either my hand or the wife's hand underneath my head. So between my head and, and my pillow, okay. I'd struggle to go to sleep. Then I will always put my legs in kind of like a figure four. So I'll have one leg straight and one leg like crossed over the other one. Right. Which it's a little bit weird, but the the one that I get, the wife laughs at me the most is. So when you have to change positions in bed, um, like you have to turn or roll over or whatever. Um, I'm familiar with how it works, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> say you want to go from like lying on your back to your side. Now, for most people, that's a 90-degree a turn. Yeah. For me, I have to go the opposite way. So I, I have to do the 270 degrees turn rather than so you're like zoolander in bed then you can't turn left or something you have to turn right well if i want to turn left i have to go all the way right but if i want to turn right i've got to go all the way left yeah that is fucking weird mate it's it's and i don't i can't stop myself from doing it i can't (laughs) i couldn't go to sleep if i turned just straight left it, I just it would just mess with my head so I have to go all the way around that's insane that, that's pretty crazy isn't it? yeah that is weird I bet Mrs Mags gets proper cross about that as well because you're just gonna be constantly spinning in the bed well, probably probably dragging all the covers across as well she has her own annoying sleep habits so she right. will she'll kick me and punch me in her sleep. <laughs> brilliant um she's uh she's uh currently having a lot of hot fl- hot flushes so she will just throw the quilt off the bed at any point of the night no matter when when she's getting in, a hot in her sleep yeah well she, oh, she'll be fast asleep but she'll be like uh, she'll be having a hot flush so she'll be getting like really uh kind of flustered and she'll just throw the quilt off so that's right, fun. okay yes yeah. <laughs> amazingly fun because um, you go flying with it because you've done 270 degree spins in that <laughs> I'm wrapped up like a sausage <laughs> she will steal a lot of the quilt um, so I'll end up with like the tiniest like sliver of material and she'll have like the quilt all the way wrapped up she'll steal the, the bed she'll actually sneakily move closer and closer so I'm, I end up balancing right on the edge of the bed and she's like spread spread out all over um 
what other ones? Oh, she she falls out with Mare because of dreams. So she'll she has a dream, um, and I've done something wrong in the dream. I get punished in real life for that. That's uh, fantastic. She wants <laughs> the worst one. She once didn't speak to me all day long, and then when she finally decided to speak to me, and I said, "What's wrong?" She went, "You did this in my dream." So I got I got the cold shoulder for a full day because she dreamt something that I hadn't even actually done. So that's brilliant. Well, it was it was it was peaceful. So <laughs> it was also I was getting I was in trouble for for not doing anything. Oh, fucking hell! Oh dear me! Funny, funny people, aren't we? Eh? Funny people. Magzi, we better get round to talking a bit of wrestling. I think, my friend. It's about bloody time. Let's do it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! The winner of this week's poll was my choice. Uh, Magsy finished. <laughs> yeah. <a distant> end, <laughs> uh, with, <laughs> with the Royal Rumble from 2005, continuing on from what we looked at last week, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, when was the last time you saw this, Max? Today, sir. I okay. It today. Fuck. No, this. Man. This. Why was? I, when was the last time you saw it before today? Then? <laughs> this is a rumble that I've watched a very particular part quite a few times because it's fucking hilarious. But the actual full rumble, um, I don't know if I've watched it more than a couple of times mm. um since 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 it first aired yeah i'm the same i think i'm the same because i always i think that i look back on this whole evolution and batista triple h storyline remembering that the storyline was good but the actual in-ring side of things wasn't so good okay and i think the rumble that uh, obviously you know that's not a spoiler really but batista goes on to win this obviously the the rumble i think i've always on some level banded into that same kind of feeling mm, in that yeah, yeah ma- I, I get that yeah so like wrestlemania 21 i've not gone back and watched batista versus triple h hardly ever from that rump from that wrestlemania well, but, next week <laughs> well I've, I've i have gone back and watched loads of other matches from that card but not that one, because in my head, I'm thinking the match wasn't very good in comparison to the storyline, which was really well done. So I think the rumbles dropped into that as well. Okay. However, spoiler alert, not giving away my score just yet. I was quite pleasantly surprised by this. I, I was as well. Normally with a with a rumble, um, it's they're very generic. Mm. Um, you'll get you'll get obviously uh, spots. Um, uh, in, in between the, the kind of punchy, kicky, clothesline um, um, action. But there, this was actually quite a well-paced rumble, I yeah. thought. And uh, there was a lot of storyline, um, a lot of winks to the fans. Um, yeah, I thought this was a really well-done rumble. Yeah, I mean, I mean. I loved hearing Harrod Finkel do the inter- introductions. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the the standard, here are the rules. And then he goes into the rules of the rumble, which nobody really needs. 
And I think at some we, point, we get it. We get it. Yeah. yeah. It's cool to hear him. I think at some point, the people on commentary, I think Jerry Lawler used to do it, used to whinge and moan. And be, oh, come on, Howard, for goodness sake. We know how it works and all that sort of stuff. But it's still great, you know, <laughs> from a nostalgia standpoint, isn't it, Mags? <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't, I don't think we got Jerry on this one. It was, it was Taz, weren't it? Oh, he annoyed me. <sighs> I've never uh, been a fan of Taz on commentary. Um, I've 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 grown to like him now on AEW, but that's mm. mainly because of Botchamania, and the, he has really good kind of a, a banter with uh, Excalibur. Uh, usually right. on on like rampage and and dark elevation and stuff like that, um, but yeah, this early Taz um, uh, on commentary, yeah, I'm not about that. No, he tries to be too jokey, and he, he's trying to push. Oh, obviously, the King for a while had his, his, you know, now very dated and and not particularly pleasant, you know, catchphrases like puppies and all that sort of stuff, and. I think Taz tried his best to sort of force his own catchphrases into mm-hmm. his commentary. And then would also have, uh, he'd almost try and be a bit laughy and jokey with everybody rather than just doing his fucking job. Yeah. And I think it was a case of him not, not having his own style mm. recognized yet and, and kind of still finding his feet as a commentator. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it just didn't work for me. I think it's probably been spoiled as well from we've had so many good uh, commenta- commentary teams that that when you introduce someone new, um, it, it can kind of throw you off, I suppose, especially mm. if they're not that experienced uh, with it. Somebody in the background there obviously shares our thoughts. The idea yeah. of Taz on commentary. Yeah, it's definitely Amazon. not. Yes, I mentioned Taz and it's upset her. Upset yeah, there you go. So it's your fault for bringing him up, Max. Um, yeah. <laughs> the match begins with Eddie Guerrero. He has drawn number one. And I, I got that. I love that. Just hearing Eddie's music, you know, the entrance and all that sort of stuff. It, it, it was just nice. You know? So did you watch uh, any more of the show, though, outside of the match? I watched I watched um, Batista getting his number. Right. So uh, Eddie was in a backstage pro uh, backstage segment like that, where he got his number and he actually stole uh, Ric Flair's number. Yes. Uh, and he also stole his wallet as well. Um, <laughs> so that's why Eddie Guerrero ended up getting n- number one. He, that was the number he drew and he tried to switch it out with Ric Flair. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Benoit is in. Chris Benoit is in as number two. Fantastic mm-hmm. entrance theme. I love that song so Se- much. Second year in a row that he was he started the Rumble as well. Yeah. The year before he, he went uh, he went Broadway, didn't he? He went back yes. to ball. Yes, from number one all the way through. I was all about Benoit in 2004. Fantastic. Yeah. Four, yeah. Uh, these two kind of dominate the early parts of this Rumble. We get lots of other people coming and going as well, but they're in it for quite a while. <laughs> Um, but early on, we see Daniel Puder, Max. Yes, we do. Uh, hot off his uh, tough enough win. Uh, and this felt like he was being broken into the business. Oh. He was being put in his place. Yes. And this is especially noticeable by notorious grump, hardcore <laughs> Holly, coming to the ring next. Notorious and- hater of, of rookies. Yes, uh, and he looks 
the probably the closest to happy I've ever seen Hardcore Holly <laughs> when he realizes he gets to spend a bit of time with Daniel Pewter and he just chops the piss out of him. Yeah, and and props to Daniel Pewter. I know WWE didn't end up being that good of an experience for him, and he had um, very well noted attitude problems, but he took this beating from. Uh, from at least two people who were known to punish uh, rookies in uh, Benoit and uh, and Holler, he took it and sold it like an absolute champ. Mm. So props yeah. to him for that. I didn't particularly like the the promo that he tried to cut beforehand. Um, no. It made him it made him look a bit of a knob, uh, and he got the whooping he deserved. But Jesus Christ. Yes, indeed. Uh, we quickly, though, go back to uh, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. Uh, mm-hmm. Other people have been like Shane Helms comes down in his hurricane gimmick and so on. Uh, we basically eventually these people are eliminated and we're back to Guerrero and Benoit again, which I think worked quite well because I don't I, I'm not fast on Pewter, Holly and the others. So it, it kind of felt like it was following um, a, a tradition that you see quite regularly in, in Rumbles where uh, the first two in end up surviving for for a long, long time and they clear the ring and then you get more action between them two uh, and then you get a build-up of, of wrestlers and then you they clear the ring and you get the feeling that these two are going to make it to the end. Um, so it was a bit jarring when when they don't. Mm. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, a theme that is going to pop up a little bit, Magsy, as we talk about this rumble is me saying, I totally forgot that guy even existed. <laughs> uh, Daniel Puder is the first one. The second one was Kenzo Suzuki. Bloody hell, that's a blast from the past. And yeah. and how bad was it as well? Um, there was a point where yeah. I think he, uh, Eddie, Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero gives him a drop kick and he he jumps and falls forward into it. Which yeah, he was he was yeah. not a good wrestler. <laughs> no, so much build up around him as well. I mean, two thousand and five was a really weird time because they've got this brand split, haven't they? And I think on SmackDown in particular, there was a group of wrestlers in the sort of lower mid card on SmackDown, the likes of a Dindrak, a Lufa Reigns, uh, and the Kenzo Suzuki, and so on. There was a big group of them there that were around for a few years, all of them really heavily pushed, and all of them just disappeared and never did anything. Yeah, the, the pushers didn't last that long. Um, mm. Yeah, I think... The problem with Kenzo, he fell into the typical foreign heel yeah. persona, and then also he was he was Japanese, uh, and we know that uh, Vince definitely does not know how to book a, a decent Japanese unless they called Yokozuna. So, who's mm. yeah. actually Hawaiian? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you're Japanese, you must be able to do martial arts. Apparently, it's kind of that that theme, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, a little while after uh, Kenzo departs, however, we get a, a moment where the four in the ring are Edge, Rey Mysterio, Chris Benoit, and Eddie Guerrero. Now, that is a collection of talent, isn't it? What? Yeah. That is some I, talent. I mean, the likes of Puda, Jindrak, Luther Reigns, um, you always get kind of like uh, smaller names to bulk up the numbers. But mm. looking down the list of wrestlers that was, was in this, it's 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 stacked for yes, wrestling. It really talent. is. It's absolutely stacked. I mean, 
it, it comes to uh, something when Shelton Benjamin is not even one of the most talented wrestlers in the ring, and that guy is super, super talented. Um, yeah, it just absolutely just it was a who's who of wrestling in 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 this uh in this Royal Rumble. See, Shelton Benjamin's another one when his music hit. Obviously, I know Shelton Benjamin, and I was a big fan of his, and you know his matches with Michaels, and he, he's still doing stuff for WWE now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when his music hit, it took me a moment. To, who the hell's that? Before he really? came out, I didn't no. recognize the music. No, ain't no stopping me. No, yeah, yeah, now, I, now I feel daft not knowing it because it's obvious. But when it first hit, it must be that long since I've heard it. You know. Mm-hmm. But he was IC champion at the time, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Booker T enters as well, and Taz says that Booker T has main evented WrestleMania because he wrestled Triple H the previous year, and that was the main event of WrestleMania, according to Taz. I'm not mm. buying that. That was in the middle of the show, and wasn't it also not the WrestleMania before that? 19, was that not re- yes. Yeah, so that Taz missed out. WrestleMania 20 didn't happen. Yeah, then. no knob head um <laughs> at this point we have and i liked this touch as well um because we had taz on commentary annoyingly so constantly ramping up the fact that he wants another smackdown guy in the ring oh there's this guy representing smackdown and so on that annoyed me but the general manager is coming down bischoff for raw and teddy long for smackdown i didn't mind that i thought that was quite yeah, they'd been uh, they 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 were in quite a few like uh, backstage uh, segments, um, trying to one up each other, um, and Teddy Long was was kind of boasting that SmackDown had won the 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 Royal Rumble two years in a row, and and then um, Eric would would fire back saying, "Yeah, but the last time the the winner." instantly defected to raw uh, meaning benoit um so they were they were trying to one up each other um so yeah ironically it was the second pay-per-view uh in two days that i watched where eric bischoff come down to ringside oh okay what was the it, it, spring stampede it does it, oh, right, it, yeah. it stands at the at the top and gets involved in in the in the in the main event doesn't it mm, fair enough uh, another of the, you know, adds to the collection of, oh, I totally forgot this guy even existed. Luther Reigns comes down. <laughs> um, that was, it, it really fits into that bracket of, I can see why McMahon would love this guy, but he had zero yeah. charisma. Yes, he was, he he, he had the, the charisma of, of like cabbage. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, he's he's part of uh, uh, an interesting little spot where we end up with uh, eight guys in the ring and uh, this, yes. then four from Raw and four from SmackDown. So from Raw, you have like Edge, Jericho, Benoit, and Shelter Benjamin. Just, just that's a, a Mount Rushmore level four. And mm-hmm. then on the SmackDown side, you've got Mysterio, amazing, Booker T, uh, just just record breaking Eddie Guerrero and Luther Reigns. <laughs> Brilliant. One of these eight just doesn't belong nah. here, but it's cool that you get this little, uh, little face off, uh, trying to, uh, to push this brand rivalry, uh, brand supremacy, uh, story mm. that that's going on. Uh, and we get a mass four on four brawl. 
And the crowd go wild for that, mind. The crowd yes, pop crazy for that, don't they? Uh, but everyone kind of stops when we get the next entrance because they all just want to beat the piss out of Mohammed Hassan. Poor Mohammed so Hassan. He gets destroyed and uh, sent packing, but not before kicking the shit out of Scotty Too Hotty. <laughs> well, he, he, get, he, he enters the ring and it's the, the slowest entry. Um, and yeah, this was, de- I mean, as much as Kenzo Suzuki fell into that heel foreigner territory, Mohamed Hassan was the poster boy for foreign heels. So bad. The heat that he drew, he drew as a wrestler, just absolutely insane. But he, uh, he gets in the ring. He's surrounded by um, the the eight wrestlers, and the first one to lay the boot in, good old Chris Jericho. Yeah, uh, and they absolutely they dogpile him. They literally, this is like um, a gangland initiation where they just beat the living piss out of him. Uh, and then he's eventually thrown out of the ring. And yeah, poor Scott, I had the misfortune of coming in, what, I think he was like 14 for something like that. Um, and yeah, uh, Hassan sneak attacks him and beats him up. And then Scott Duarte enters that that little group of wrestlers who never got into the ring, so therefore have never uh, been uh, eliminated from a Royal Rumble. So Scott Duarte should have been in that title match at WrestleMania 21. Triple threat, Scotty Tuhati, Batista, tri- and yeah, that would have been good. Um, <laughs> Booker T eliminates uh, somebody else from the, totally forgot this guy existed pile, Orlando Jordan, uh, and Lufa Reigns at the same time, before mm-hmm. doing a spinner Rooney in the middle of the ring, and getting caught and eliminated himself. Yeah, that, w- that was a good spot, absolutely great spot. Rene Dupree enters. Again, mm, somebody yes. who kind of slips in and out of the memory a little bit for me from this wrestling standpoint. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he's definitely come back into into the forefront with a, a friend of the show, James, uh, and yes. uh, the Café de René. Um, one interesting point is um, that another uh, member of that Café de René team, Paul London, he's actually in this rumble as well. So we get to see uh, kind of like um, a meeting of that, that podcast team some what 18 years before it actually happened which is yeah it's is quite cool. cool uh my, my my lasting thought about Rene dupree in this rumble though there's two things one it, it, well i suppose three in a way the guy looks fantastic yeah uh, it was a stud absolutely yeah. it was a stud oh uh, totally um i don't like the dog at all that mm-hmm. poor dog all that noise the flashing lights and being dragged yeah. around by the i didn't like that um and Taz pisses me off with the whole I'm a French man, I'm a French man, look at me mm-hmm. doing the French tickler, I'm a French man. That that needs to get in the bin, doesn't it? Uh there's another one as well. When he's uh eliminated, you you see his arse. He's uh yeah, he's, uh, there is that. His, his spandex rides up quite quite high and you get to see uh the the French arse. The French Le derriere. Le derriere. Ah, there you go. Uh, Simon Dean, another one from the pile of what the fuck, but yeah, yeah he this comes was, this was, this the, was funny. This should be an entrant in the Hall of Lame. It's mm-hmm. such a terrible gimmick, uh, but he made the best of it. Poor Nova, yeah, he absolutely made the best of it doing these uh, his little warm up on the outside of the ring. Squats, um, mm, yeah. He, he kind of telegraphed his, his uh, elimination, though, which is uh, it could have gone better because he finally gets in the ring and then I think it's Shawn Michaels who's next uh, and he, he's 
he essentially eliminates uh, Simon Dean after mocking his his uh, his uh, jumping jacks or whatever. Um, oh, those moments I loved, mind. Michael's yeah, they're, eliminate- they're, they're funny. They're, they yeah. are funny. Michaels eliminates Simon Dean and does uh, jokingly does the squats he was doing, and then Jericho eliminates Dupree and does that little French jumping back and forth thing that Taz loves so much <laughs> in his own way as well. I, th- those I enjoyed. Yeah, uh, the the one thing that um, that sort of took a, a a bit of a bad turn for me uh, was they focused so much on Sam and Dean and Shawn Michaels that you you almost missed. Um, Edge eliminating Eddie Guerrero, uh, and the camera yeah. just comes back to like where Edge is doing the 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 sh- the, the dance of Eddie Guerrero, the sh- the shuffle just just to like mock him. Um, mm. But yeah, that was a a, a fun moment. Yeah, I, I, you almost miss it visually, but I don't think you can miss it with the audio because the crowd oh. boo the crap out of the place when Graham yeah, and, and, and kind of like uh, I said at the beginning do you get the feeling because uh, Benoit and Eddie Guerrero are, are so linked I mean the, the WrestleMania previous they ended the show mm. um, and for, for for Eddie to just go out in the middle of the, of the pack to no kind of like fanfare or no kind of uh, build yeah it was it was a bit of a damp squib, I suppose. It's one of the, I'd say, one of yeah. the downers of this 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 rumble. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, Taz annoys me here as well. He starts. <laughs> this, uh, there's a theme, yeah. Mm, I feel. Yeah, he starts almost digging at Jim Ross a little bit, saying, "Oh, he wasn't in here long, was he? Say it, Jr. Say say he was quicker than a hiccup. Oh, say slobber knocker, Jr. It's like, I'll just fuck off, Taz. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, dickhead. Uh, Sean Michaels is being set up for a massive match at WrestleMania with Kurt Angle. Angle comes into the ring here, um, absolutely on fire before he's eliminated really quickly by Sean. But Angle was in the match for only a couple of minutes. But Not, how was, good was did 37 he look? seconds. He was in but how match. good did he look in those 37 seconds? Yeah. So he had a match earlier in, in the card. Uh, yes. He, he was pinned by, I think, JBL. And he was not a happy bunny. Um, so he wasn't actually meant to be in the rumble. He stole uh, Nunzio's spot um, and basically yeah. uh, threatened Nunzio that if he if he wants to fight over his number, he can. So Nunzio kind of like backs off because Kurt was, he was a powder keg. So he comes in yeah. full of absolute piss and vinegar, um, suplexes, pretty much everyone in the ring, angle slams to everyone. And it's uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, he avoids the angle slam, but he gets caught in an ankle lock. But then he's able to roll out and then hit the hit switching music and, and Kurt Angle's out. And he is fuming, absolutely mm-hmm. fuming about it. He is indeed. Um, Jonathan Coachman comes yeah. to the ring. Yeah, I, I mean, I get why he was being a dickhead um, kind of backstage uh, interview at this time, but what a waste of a spot. Yeah, yeah, absolute nonsense. Uh, but with, oh, after Coachman, we get Kurt Angle returning. He runs into the ring completely out of the blue, attacks Shawn Michaels, bloodies him up, gets Shawn mm-hmm. Michaels, and it then leads on to their WrestleMania contest and some fantastic TV and yeah. build-up. Shawn pretending to be a cameraman. We've covered it on this show before. I think I gave that a 10 
It's one of my favourite matches. I loved it. Yeah. And he attacks Shawn Michaels with the, the ring steps. Mm. And when he's um, beating Shawn Michaels up on these ring steps, there's some graffiti that has been put on the back of the ring steps. And it kind of looks like boobs. Kind of looks like someone's <laughs> drawn some boobs on the back of the ring steps. Brilliant. Uh, speaking of boobs, number 23, Viscera comes out. And um, he How is can a you large man. How can you miss out the 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 original evolution member, Mark Jindrak? Okay, Mark Jindrak came out as well, yeah. yeah. I mean he looked ripped as well, didn't he? I mean he was. He was the reflection mm. of perfection, let's not forget. Uh, there you go, there you go. Yeah, Viscera came out, and I'm thinking Viscera in two thousand and five. I don't really yeah. remember that. Is this when yeah. he had that whole thing with Lillian Garcia? No, that was when he was Big Daddy V. Okay, was- right. No, this was um, this. I, I feel he was brought back to put over John Cena. Yeah, because Viscera has always been one of the wrestlers where it takes five, ten wrestlers to eliminate him, but he's eliminated by John Cena in mm-hmm. on his own. Uh, there's yeah. a couple of spots where John Cena is made to look superhuman i mean it, it leads to super Cena. i mean this is obviously very early in cena's wwe career but they you can tell that he was going to be a big star the mm. the kind of build that they give him yeah i mean cena's virtually next out i mean well paul london as you mentioned earlier uh, arrives as well and i got a nice kick out of that because I, I always liked paul london i always enjoyed his matches yeah. and, and so on he, he was always if only he didn't smile in that uh, in that Vince McMahon segment, he, what could he have done mm. in the company? Yeah, he wrestled. In, I think I've told the story before, but he wrestled in Gloucester. Um, he and uh, Brian Kendrick. It was an incredible card at, at the Leisure Centre down here. We had um, Tanahashi was here. AJ Styles was the IWGP champion. He wrestled in the main event and loads of talent on that show. And afterwards, of course, there's like a meet and greet or whatever. And we, we went over and spoke with Paul London and I wanted to speak a little bit about wrestling or maybe try and get something signed but he was just absolutely fascinated with my Sebastian back from Skid Row t-shirt and wanted to talk to me about when I'd seen him live and so on so that <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah brilliant memories a real real nice fellow and if we when, we when we spoke to him he was great but then here comes John Cena to a huge pop the crowd love him that United States spinner championship belt he is sporting I mean, it, it, it gets a lot of grief now Mm. But at the time, that was a cool fucking belt. The the US spinner belt, I really mm. like. Yeah. The WWE spinner title. Yeah. yeah. I think I do prefer the US over the, the, the WWE yeah. spinner. But I think I, I, I like the WWE spinner belt more because of how it ended up being customized for, for other wrestlers. When mm. you got the uh, the radar one, that was really good. Ah, yeah. Uh, the Miz one. The Miz one where the, the WWE was upside down. Mm. Um, but yeah, that that US spinner belt was that was badass at the time. That was cool. Now it's tacky, but it was badass at the time. I like the um is it Doctor of Thugonomics entrance theme as well. I always mm-hmm. get a kick out of hearing that. Yeah. Um after we get this absolute, let's be honest, mega star come to the ring. He is followed at number 26 <laughs> by the exact opposite of that, because we see Gene Snitsky, which is is you know, never something <laughs> and, I enjoy. I'm not going to lie. And if you uh, if you do get time, go back and watch the Snitsker, uh segment uh, before the Rumble, where he has a a conversation with uh, 
Haddon Rack, who oh, uh, he was on the card. He was having a casket match with with the Undertaker. Yes, um, and it's the most awkward conversation between two wrestlers that you will ever ever see. It's it's cringe inducing. Mm. Not good. His elimination of Paul London was quite good though, because London sold the crap out of it. He hits him with a clothesline on the apron. Yeah, I mean, is, oh, so good. Paul London was an amazing wrestler. Let's let's yes. uh, let's let's not beat around the bush. But uh, that clothesline off the ring apron and it, it turns uh, Paul inside out to where he, he does essentially a, 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 a two seventy, nearly a three sixty, and lands face first on the on the floor. Brilliant yeah. spot. He makes Schnitzky look fantastic with that, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Um, Kane arrives and choke slams everybody, especially Pretty Rey Mysterio. Yeah, Rey Mysterio one-handed gets ridiculously high because no, at this time Kane's got a, a boo-boo on his arm. Right. Okay. Um, so everyone gets a two-handed choke because obviously they're bigger guys. He has to kind of lift him up, but Rey, he's he's only a, a little block, so he he doesn't need to use second arm. He just yeah. lifts Rey up and just destroys him, and then then he he tosses out uh, Jindrak as well, and then Coach, who has been quite wily with his ring time, he's he he did the the classic road dog move where he he basically wrapped himself around the bottom rope for a lot of the time. And then he only snuck out to, to throw the odd blow. I think he hits uh, Benoit once, but he comes out to hit um, Kane. And that's, uh, that's almost a big mistake because he's, he's, he's almost going to get killed and he's saved by Snitsky. Absolutely yeah. saved by <laughs> Snitsky who then beats up Kane. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and then Batista arrives. And and the crowd are mental for him. Yeah. It's a funny one. I mean, we're going to get to the finish very, very soon. We're virtually there now. But it's a funny one for me because Batista, uh, my memories of this are that the crowd are fully behind Batista. They want him to see Triple H and Evolution the way that we see them. And his turn is coming, so to speak. And I remember being fantastic TV. And here he gets a really positive reaction. But I mean, when we get to that point, we'll talk about it there. But at the end of the show, when his arms are being raised by the referees and so on, it's not quite as positive in comparison to what John Cena's getting, I think. But we'll talk about that in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, number 29 is Christian with Tyson Tomko. Um, great entrance theme there for Christian. That's brilliant. Uh, another one uh, that you need to go back uh, and and look at the, the backstage segments because he has a... He has a, a bit of a, a skit with John Cena, um, and he says uh, that he could beat Cena in a rap battle. Okay, and there's, yeah. there's one point which is just absolutely hilarious every time you see it. He asks uh, Tom Cor to give him a beat, and Tom Cor just says, no. And just <laughs> stands there, just, just stone-faced while, uh, while uh, Christian tries to rap at John Cena. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Brilliant stuff. Um, number 30 was Ric Flair. Uh, I had no idea Flair was, was in this rumble. I couldn't remember this. Well, so, I did because so. I watched I watched the backstage promo where his number go. got stolen from Eddie Guerrero. So I got a bit of a kick out of Flair's music hitting because I'm a big Flair mark. Obviously, maybe not so much nowadays, but there we go. And we, we've got eight people in the ring still. 
mm-hmm. with the, you know the, when 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 all the entrants have come in, there's a, there's eight of them in there, which is quite a substantial amount when you consider how yeah. rumbles tend yeah. to go. And Benoit is still there, who was number two into the rumble, mm-hmm. and the coach is still there as well, which takes it you know the shine off a touch, a maybe. little bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we see we see the kind of story they're trying to tell here as well because evolution the evolution members work together don't they flair and batista are working together to beat people up and eliminate them batista's doing a lot of the heavy lifting and flair's eliminating them and then flair randomly grabs batista and goes to throw him out well he botches it as well yeah uh, i don't think it works quite as well as it is it was meant to but it's just more kind of wrinkles to the story that we're getting mm. of, of Batista uh, and uh, evolution coming to an end. It's happened all the way through the show. There's been multiple spots uh, where Batista has been backstage and triple H is um, kind of running the rule to him saying that he has to uh, go through the match with uh, the match uh, with triple H and Batista saying, no, I've got to go and draw my number and they're getting angry and, and, and kind of face-to-face. And Ric Flair's playing like the mediator. Um, and then when uh, Batista does draw his number, there's a kind of like a, a play for uh, where his services will, will go after the after the rumble. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very interesting how they're playing this, this kind of a breakup of evolution. And then Ric Flair obviously trying to eliminate him. Yes, we we know that there are no friends in the Royal Rumble, um, but it, it's telling uh, Batista that yeah, these guys don't have your best interests at heart. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Really, really clever storytelling. I think um, <laughs> Edge does eliminate Flair not long after that. So again, it's really cleverly done for me with the storytelling because we don't get to see Batista and Flair have any kind of yeah. conflict or anything. So it works quite well, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it's just enough of a seed planted, but without giving away the whole farm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your final four are Edge, John, John Cena, Rey Mysterio and Batista. Again, that is a Hall of talented. Fame. Yeah, it's literally huge. all, I mean, I don't think it's Cena's not in the Hall of Fame yet, is it? But it's no. literal Hall of Fame. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, very quickly whittles down though to our final two, which is John Cena and Batista and the crowd are loving this. And it, even now it, looking back in, in 2023, looking back all these years, it feels a big deal. And I can remember watching it and thinking this is a big deal and then making two stars in front of us here. Yeah. These which, guys, it, it's mental for a Royal Rumble. Usually mm. it's uh, the, the person winning the Royal Rumble tends to be a, a, a relatively big star now. These are two upper mid-card mid card level wrestlers. Yes. Who by the end of the by the end of the year will be main event stars. Yeah. It's it's good to see. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. I it was really well done. Uh, we get a few, you know, um, teases of the FU or the attitude adjustment as it became known from from Cena, uh, a Batista bomb attempt and, and all this sort of stuff. But then and we get the botched finish, Magsy, don't we? Yes. Do you want to talk us through that? Yeah, so it was it was a, essentially an attempt at um, the Batista bomb. Cena was meant to go uh, over the ropes. Batista was apparently meant to kind of like almost skin the cat where he keeps all of the ropes. But 
he's unable to. I mean, Batista's a big sweaty bloke anyway, so yes. he doesn't get he's the very break. sweaty as well. Yeah, um, and unbelievably, these two actually do hit the floor pretty yeah. much at the same time. I mean, I mean, we've had uh, draws uh, and ties before in the Royal Rumble, but we've never had the camera angle to definitively prove what had happened. Where this one, it's front and center, and these two, there's a, there's a, there's a hair between them, uh, and yeah, this goes very wrong very very quickly um mm. you can you can see the the panic in the guys around the the ring getting involved uh and you can almost hear vince on at gorilla screaming at these referees to to say this needs sorting out so you see uh i think it's jack dawn saying batista one from raw then jimmy cardera says that uh Cena one, so I think they actually played it off really well yeah. to make to make this almost feel like it was supposed to happen. So mm. that I mean, you've got to give props to everyone in, involved in that for not absolutely shitting the bed and 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 it being a, a damp squib of an ending. Because I think this actually makes the ending feel a little bit better. It's unique. Mm. You you remember this this Royal Rumble because of this. Would it be as memorable? If it was just a Batista winning straight off the bat, uh, I, I don't think it would be. And then we get the best thing that ever happened in a Royal Rumble <laughs> ever. So um, uh, Carlos actually reminded me of a, of a story that Edge has told uh, on an interview. So Edge was the the last person eliminated before these final two, and you can see he's kind of like crawling on the floor when uh, Cena and and Batista uh, are fighting. And he's still not out of the uh, the the ringside by the time this draw happens, and he's cr- crawling his way backstage when Vince comes storming out of of Gorilla, and he says in this interview he saw Vince uh, and he knew that something had gone terribly wrong. That this was not the Mister McMahon character. This was angry Vince. So he quickly kind of got out of the way yeah um, so vince comes power walking down to the to the ring visibly visibly angry like properly angry Fuming. He, he throws his jacket on the floor he's slides into the ring and in his temper he, he you can see where he he kind of catches his knee on the ring apron tries to stand up and uh, it, both of his quads just rip apart from the bone. So he ends up kind of, and if you look at our picture, you can see it all in in, in uh, frame by frame. His knees buckle. He ends up sitting in the ring, and it, it's so odd. It's so odd because he's still shouting at these re- uh, wrestlers, what the hell's gone wrong, shouting at the referees. And this guy's leg muscles have literally come away from the bone. And he's set. <laughs> He's just no-selling it like an absolute champ, mm. uh, screaming at these wrestlers. And then we get a little bit of a, a playing up to the crowd from Batista and from Cena. They both end up throwing each other over the ropes and kind of uh, showing it off to the crowd. And then um, word gets from Vince to think that uh, Vince has ordered the match to restart. Uh, the camera kind of pulls away. Vince 
crawls out of the ring and he's like led up the 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 entrance aisle. And it was then I realized, and I've never picked up on this before. Fink says the match had to restart. Yeah. So I'm thinking, what are we getting Benoit and Guerrero back? Exactly. Or? Why didn't that happen? Yeah. This match <laughs> the whole didn't, thing again. <laughs> yeah, it didn't restart. It continued. Yeah. Um, and it lasted what thirty seconds, maybe. Uh, both of them went for the time as well, mind. Yeah. Um, so both went. For, so. Yeah, both of them went for the finishers. Uh, Batista got the spinebuster, and then just it was a, a simple, quick elimination, and Batista. Won the Rumble. Mm. Yeah, indeed. A couple of quick things. Uh, for me, this is where we saw the difference in the crowd reactions because the referees, the SmackDown referees are holding Cena's arms up and the crowd are cheering. It's a bit more mixed when Batista's arm gets raised. Mm-hmm. But see, uh, so- Cena, you could tell Cena was going to be the guy. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. And I think there's a little moment in this as well that I've never noticed before. Uh, maybe it's because I'm older, I don't know. But when you're looking at the people in the, in the ring, when this is going on before Vince arrives. And then as Vince arrives, people are obviously stood around thinking, shit, what do we do next? And John Cena is so professional. He's playing to the crowd. He's interacting with the referees. He's he's doing even just little looks to the audience, whatever. Dave Batista looks like a deer in headlights. He's Mm -hmm. like, shit, I don't quite know what to do here. Yeah. And then when the match actually restarts, you can almost hear John Cena. I think you can at certain moments calling the finish, do this, do this, yeah, throw me out. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so Cena even at this, at this point, young age, yeah. He was a ring general. Uh and yeah. these two these two came up at relatively the same time as well, didn't they? They were part of that yeah. OVW kind of a alumni. Um, so it just goes to show that Cena got wrestling at a young, young age. Mm. Um and he as as good as Batista uh ended up being he wasn't on Cena's level at that time. No, definitely not. Um, we both said it was a pleasant surprise, Magsy, from what we remembered at the start of our review. Out of 10, what have you got, my friend? Yeah, I think this was, like I said, there was a, enough uniqueness in this to make it stand out from other rumbles. And I'm actually surprised I haven't gone back to watch it a lot more. Uh, I think the the Vince quads uh, explosions, uh just take over this rumble but if you if you kind of cut that out the the stuff with Mohammed Hassan is is fun uh Daniel Puda getting his uh his wrestling chops um is is pretty Quite good literally. <laughs> yeah exactly um so yeah I'm, I really enjoyed this and the fact it's only 55 minutes I'm not a massive fan of the 90 seconds between people um but this this rumble is is so well booked it flies by absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. flies back um so it works for me in this in this instance so i think this is low-key uh, one of the the better rumbles so i'm i'm gonna say this is a a nan for me oh wow okay okay that's quite high uh, i've got eight i was seven and a half eight um I, I thought it was really really good and so surprised by how good it was yeah i, I think i think eight is fair enough but yeah okay interesting there we go. So then, Mr. Mags, where shall we go next week? Or where would you like to go next week? Vote allowing. Okay. So I think we can safely say where where the consensus 
is that we should go to WrestleMania and finish this storyline. Is is there a point to watching two-thirds of one of the best storylines that uh that they had in 2005? But I also want to hedge my bets and actually give the fans uh, of this show something to vote for because we 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 kind of screwed them last week. Uh, yeah, it was a, a bit, bit, mate. I mean, the CWF screwed the CWF. To be fair, um, <laughs> so I want to hedge my bets and 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 bank on you picking the the main event of WrestleMania twenty one Triple H um, versus Batista. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge my bets and say I want to go for Triple H versus Batista, but at WrestleMania 35, when we got uh, give me what I want, Batista, the blue glasses, red glasses, Batista. So yeah, I'm gonna go for Triple H versus Batista at WrestleMania 35. Interesting. And that is a match that I obviously watched when it happened, but I have not seen since. So that will be mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, was is that did that end up being no DQ as well or something like that? I, I cannot for the laugh in me remember the storyline. All I know is that um Batista screamed, Give me what I want multiple times because he forgot his lines of his promo. Yeah. So <laughs> uh see I'm gonna disappoint in a way. I've not gone main event of WrestleMania 21, Magsy. You so I'm I'm now before you say yours. I'm switching mine up. I'm going for the main event of WrestleMania 21 Triple H versus Dead Batista. Then is that right? Yeah, I'm switching it. But maybe maybe you don't want to switch. It. We'll find out in a sec. Because no, I'm do. not I'm not going that far ahead. I'm oh, looking at. Oh well, let me roll that back a little bit. Then I'll roll that back again. Okay, I'm. I my memories of this storyline are exactly that: the story, as opposed mm-hmm. to the in-ring content. We may be pleasantly surprised, as we were of the Rumble, if we look at the WrestleMania match in a future time or a future show. So maybe that's something to bear in mind for a, another occasion. But I'm looking at it from a storyline standpoint. I'm going to bend the rules a little bit and take a page out of your uh, rule-breaking book, Mister Mags. And I would rather go back and look at a segment and a storyline moment than a match itself. I, I would like to go. What I'm thinking. I would like to go to the 21st of February, 2005 edition of Monday Night Raw, when Batista has to make his decision between yes. going to SmackDown or to take on JBL or facing Triple H for the world title. And you have the two yes. clipboards with the con- the names on the back for the contracts and all that sort of stuff. Thumbs and up, you, thumbs down. You get the backstage where Triple H and, and Ric Flair are overheard talking. Exactly. I would like to have a look at that. Oh. I mean, th- that's, that's the segment I'm putting forward, but I think we'll touch upon the story itself as well because it was very, very well done, wasn't it? If yes, that selection wins. Um, I will happily go with give me what I want, Batista, because from what I remember of the match, it wasn't great. So I would rather keep this storyline going. And it's not yeah. often we do that. We don't often that go all the way through a storyline. So no, give no. us what we want, CWF, and, and <laughs> vote Sar. Vote Sar. Oh, that felt enough. dirty. That, that sounded weird, to be fair. That sounded weird. <laughs> uh, so those are your options for this week's poll. Wrestle- which one are we going for, Mags? WrestleMania 35? WrestleMania 35. Batista right. versus Triple 
or the continuation of this storyline, Batista evolution. Which way does he go? SmackDown Raw, whatever. Batista his choice. But the 21st of February, 2005, Monday Night Raw. Bloody fantastic TV. Those are your options for this week's poll. They will be up on the Chain Wrestling Twitter account later in the week. And you can find that at Chain underscore wrestling there. Make sure you vote, retweet, and all that good stuff. Magsy, where can people find you, I guess, online? So I've retweeted quite a few things today. So you may catch me on my Twitter at Podfather Mags, not Podfarmer. That's in honor of my chickens. Um, and I <laughs> yes. forgot to change it. Um, or you can find me on uh, TikTok where you will see multiple uh, chicken videos Brilliant. where my chickens give um, inspirational quotes and tell chicken based jokes uh, for, for the people. Um, amazing and that's at mags all pods awesome stuff uh anything i'm involved in as always you can find via the network that carries this show and that's sjp world media so that's on all your podcast players platforms and providers make sure you check us a follow subscribe and all that good stuff uh on Twitter and Facebook as well, at SJP World Media. But most importantly, you can find this show itself on Twitter and Facebook and all the other places, etc., 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 at Chain underscore Wrestling. That's at Chain underscore Wrestling. Make sure you're following and retweeting, getting involved in a non-wrestling topic, and all that awesome stuff, because we bloody love you, and this show would not exist if it was not for you. Absolutely. There we go. Magsy, I'm off now to do something I should have done potentially last week and watch Spring Stampede 2000 because my interest has been piqued. Don't. Honestly, it's a bad pay-per-view. Fair enough. I'll see you next week, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Wrestling's not fake!